I remember hearing a story about St. Catherine of Siena. While she was trying to grow in holiness, uh, she was being tempted by the devil. She had experienced many marvelous and awesome things by God, and so the devil tried to make her to fall to the sin of pride, tried to get her to think too much of herself, tried to get her to sin in that way. But St. Catherine of Siena instead responded with humility, recognizing that in comparison to God, she is nothing. So Satan tried to tempt her in another way, to try to get her to the other extreme, to try to make her think that she is worthless, that she isn't anything compared to anyone, that she might as well just give up trying in growth, in virtue, in holiness, that she should just stop altogether. And yet, she responded by recognizing that she is a beloved daughter of God, that God cares for her tremendously. And so Satan couldn't tempt her either direction, to either extreme, and in his frustration, he left her alone. Pride and humility is what we hear about in our readings today. In our gospel passage, Jesus is aware of the pride of the Pharisees. And as he is at dinner with some of the Pharisees, he tries to give them instruction and advice on how to avoid the sin of pride. He tells them that when they are invited to someone, uh, by someone to a wedding banquet, not to recline at table in the place of honor, because a more distinguished guest may have been invited by him. And that the host who invited both of them may approach you and say, give up your place to this man, and then you would proceed with embarrassment to take the lowest place. And he tells them instead they should do the opposite. They should choose the lowest place to begin with, so that then the host would come and tell them, come to a higher place. And they would win the esteem of those around them. So Jesus is giving advice. Be humble. But what is humility about? Humility is all about truth. Truth, especially of our relationship with the Lord. That, as Catherine of Siena said, that compared to God, we are nothing, because he is infinite, and anything compared to infinity is nothing. But at the same time, God has a profound love for all of us, that he cares about us so much that he would be willing to take on human flesh, to undergo torture, and be crucified on the cross, to give up his life for us. That as God loves us so much, he thinks so highly of each and every one of us, that we are so important to him that he considers us worth dying for. Because he did. And so, with these things, these truths, we can keep ourselves in balance. Not becoming prideful and not falling to despair. But instead, succeeding in virtue. Succeeding in humility. We hear also about humility in our first reading, where the advice is given to do everything in humility, and that those who are humble are loved even more than those who give gifts. That the more important a person is, the greater they are. If they humble themselves, the more favor they win from God. And so, even in the book of Sirach, Humility is being held in high esteem, and we are advised to follow it. And yet we know that the, the Pharisees, at least some of them, they, in their pride, 
also become jealous of Jesus. He's so popular. He has so much going on. And, and yet he also, he keeps warning the Pharisees. He keeps prompting them to conversion, trying to help them to be free from their pride. But because of their pride, which they continue to choose, they want to put him to death so that they can be held in high esteem instead of Jesus, so that they can be fair, they can be treated and considered better by the people than Jesus was. Because if Jesus is put to death, then who's left? It's just them, the Pharisees. So we see how their pride led to the crucifixion as well. And sometimes we can struggle with pride ourselves. One of the things about pride is how we cling to our own will and our own expectations. We want to hold other people to high standards, oftentimes not willing to do that for ourselves, but for other people we might. And so, for example, when someone doesn't meet those high expectations, in pride we like, are quick to correct and to get angry with them. So, if a friend of yours agrees to meet you at a certain time and you show up on time and the other person's 20 minutes late and you get all angry and upset about it, oh, you're 20 minutes late again. And that person is almost always 20 minutes late. To be humble and instead recognize, okay, this person is pretty much always 20 minutes late, so I'm going to expect this person to be 20 minutes late. I'm going to change my expectations to match the reality so that in my pride, I won't have that pride. Instead, I won't have that anger either. Instead, because I expect them to be 20 minutes late, when they are, it's not going to surprise me and upset me. But instead, it's what I expected. Not that we should also be 20 minutes late, but rather we can spend that time bringing a book with us, praying a rosary, doing something, recognizing that they're probably going to be 20 minutes late. And if they're not, then you'll be pleasantly surprised. So for us to be humble, to try to match reality, to recognize the truths of the situation is very helpful for us to counter pride. It's also very helpful for parents. Oftentimes, parents are expecting their children to be perfect. And if that's the expectation, they're setting themselves up for failure, especially when the children have proven time and time again that they're not perfect. Better instead to expect the misbehavior so that when they misbehave, instead of getting all angry and upset because it's not the expectation you had for them, you can provide the correction with love instead of anger. That they would know that they're cared for while they're being corrected, instead of simply, mom or dad is just really angry all the time with me. And so, changing our expectations can help us to be humble and to avoid pride. Also true for those who are driving. If you expect other drivers to make mistakes and do things they're not supposed to, then you're less likely to use some choice words and gestures that the other person can't even hear because they're in their own car doing their own thing. And you can save yourself from, from getting angry by driving more defensively, expecting other people to do things that they shouldn't on the road. So humility helps us to match reality and prevents us from pride by changing our expectations. With pride, sometimes we want to do things our own way. We have our own will. This is my choice. This is what I want to do. And we become rather stubborn. Not being open to 
the grace and the mercy that God wants to give us, not being open to the path that God wants to show us, but instead clinging to our own choices because we think that we know better than God. But God's way is always the best way. When we decide to do things a different way, we're not setting ourselves up on the path towards heaven or growth in humility, but we're setting ourselves to be separated from God if we think we know better than him and choose to go in a different direction. In fact, I once heard a priest say that the theme song in hell is I Did It My Way by Frank Sinatra. (laughs) Rather, we need to be humble and accept the reality that God knows better than we do, that he loves us so much as he's demonstrated that he's going to show us the best possible way for us to reach him in heaven, that his way is the best way. And the more we encounter the Lord in prayer, the more we experience the love he has for us, the easier it is for us to accept that truth, that he has the best way, that his commandments are actually for our own benefit. They don't stifle our freedom. They grant us a greater freedom, a greater freedom to love and to serve, a greater freedom to be with him eventually in heaven. And so it's important for us to seek out those opportunities to encounter God, through our own daily personal prayer, through the sacraments, through scripture, through each other in community. It's important for us to be humble, to recognize when we've gone astray, when we've tried to do things our own way, when we've had unreasonable expectations. Instead of being prideful, to humble ourselves before the Lord in the sacrament of confession and seek that mercy, that love and forgiveness that he wants to give us. We are very blessed because at every Mass, the God of the universe humbles himself, gives us the example by coming to us in a very unique way, coming to us under the appearance of bread and wine. Our Lord loves us so much, he wants to be united with us so much that he comes to us in the most Holy Eucharist. So let us prepare ourselves to encounter him there in this next moment of silence.